right guys, it's going to be episode 32 and this is my first attempt at a video live podcast so fucking bear with me on this. So before we get started, let's go ahead and start getting the house rules out of order. This is my motherfucking ugly face that y'all are looking at. So I am attempting my best to give it a shot. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, I greatly apologize for the dumb shit that I'm probably going to do in trying to figure this shit out. But I greatly appreciate uh, your fucking patience and your cooperation on me trying to figure this shit out. We were going to try and have Cliff from Cold War Concealment on. But we were having video and audio, well, fuck, it was mainly audio difficulties. Uh, as you can see, this is a new mic that I got because I was not able to have an episode uh, two weeks ago because the fucking uh, old mic, uh, I left it on and we had a bad fucking storm and it busted the mic. So that was my fault. And uh, fortunately, good sponsors like Cliff from Cold War Concealment, uh, his kind of between y'all and Patreon and Cliff supporting me in sponsorship, uh, this is what uh, brought this, you know, brought this fucking new mic that I got on, and it helps out a lot. So appreciate if y'all would go ahead and support him at Cold War Concealment. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and ColdWarConcealment.com. And I can't wait to fucking talk about this, this, this new fucking holster that I got. These new outside the waistband holsters that Cold War Concealment is doing. Before we start getting all into that, let's go ahead and get the house rules uh, out of order. Uh, if you haven't already, check out our Facebook, our Instagram. Uh, we are on YouTube. We're going to be uploading this on YouTube. Uh, we also have TikTok. I haven't been able to upload anything just because I've been busy as fuck. Uh, so let's go ahead and start doing that shit. Uh, but yeah, on Facebook, we are under number 2A Lifestyle. On Instagram, we are 2 spell out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. And on TikTok, uh, we are two spelled out T W O, and then on YouTube we are uh, the number two A lifestyle. So a lot of fucking different things, uh, just because some dumb shit decided to go ahead and register to a lifestyle that has nothing to do with the Second Amendment or guns. So that's that. But uh, yeah, check us out. Also, we are on Patreon. So if you uh, feel like you like this show, if you feel that. Uh, we put out some good content. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and check out our Patreon. And fuck, feel free to, to you know, leave us a motherfucking dollar, whatever the fuck it may be. Uh, you can do one month, multiple months, whatever the fuck it may be. I greatly appreciate it. And then also, wherever you're listening to this podcast, or if you're on watching us on fucking YouTube, uh, because that is something now I'm going to start fucking getting to remember to say, is check out, uh, you know, hit that subscribe button, and also if you can't leave us a review, it is the best way for people to find gun-related content whenever they're looking for uh, gun-related content on whatever the uh, podcast streaming service that they're using, or YouTube, whatever the fuck it may be, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. We are getting into the main segment, and uh, I 
don't know if obviously we can't go into the main segment without talking about what's going around in the country. Uh, if it's not been one motherfucking thing with 2020, it's another. And with that, we are you know discussed coronavirus and the pandemic and the shutdowns and all that kind of shit. But now, since we have done our last podcast, and unless you've been living under a motherfucking rock, you'll understand that there has been a uh, tragic death in Minneapolis, and it has caused unrest across the entire country. And there's been protest, there's been rioting, uh, and this is a unique perspective on my part because, as I've stated, I don't know if you listen to the show and haven't fucking noticed, I am myself a law enforcement officer. Um, and with that, it's, you know, I am putting myself in a very, I'm put in a very difficult position because I am a constitution loving, liberty loving, gun nut and uh, you know a lot of people especially on uh, social media and other things say you know you can't be one without you know not being the other or whatever the fuck it may be and I will say that uh, I am definitely one of those people and not only that there's a lot of other law enforcement officers that I know uh, that are the same exact mindset that I am that they feel that there are issues not only in regards to um, race problems in this country, but also in regards to uh, you know unconstitutional laws when it comes to uh, fucking uh, you know the Second Amendment in regards to uh, you know any law you know any gun law is an unconstitutional law. Uh, it's an infringement on our rights, and there are many people like that. And I will say that when I saw uh, George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. That it was uh, hard to watch. It was uh, something that a lot of people don't realize how little training law enforcement gets. I am a humongous proponent of uh, continually training. Continually training. I do uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, I obviously train my own firearms, you know, using my own cash to uh, train on my duty weapon. And it's something that is. Uh, in this country, I feel is a major problem. Uh, if you look at what was being done, and uh, and I've said this, and I'm I'll say it here. Honestly, uh, you know the one guy that everybody sees in the video that's become infamous, infamous now, uh, the guy kneeling on George Floyd's neck. I personally don't think that's what's killed George Floyd. If you look, uh, there was another picture taken uh, from behind the patrol car because you can really only see. Uh, you know George Floyd's shoulders up, and then you see that one guy kneeling on his neck, and then you see the other guy uh, doing crowd control. Uh, there's another officer that's kneeling on his chest, uh, well, on his back, uh, where his chest is at. And uh, I can tell you right now, uh, I've been you know choked in jujitsu, uh, you know, and you know the way it was done. Uh, I don't think. That is what's killed George Floyd. I think what killed him actually was the guy that was on his chest, because if you've had a big motherfucker laying on you, and if you laid on his ch and you, he's laying on your chest, every time you exhale, uh, you know, it's like a boa constrictor. Um, you can't breathe. You can't take in as much air as you exhaled, and every time he exhaled, he wasn't able to breathe in. Uh, now there has been uh, reports that. George Floyd had stuff in his system. Could that have, if that is true, um, could that have uh, exacerbated the strangulation or the 
you know, basically choking of him, absolutely. Uh, but do you know everything that was done? Uh, I'm telling you, it was wrong. Uh, it, you know, he's already in cuffs. I don't know why they just didn't throw them. You know, throw him into the back of a fucking uh, patrol car. He was right there. You know, worst he could have done was was kick out a fucking window. And you know, windows are replaceable. Uh, human lives are not. And that's something I just don't understand uh, why th- there's a lot of things they could have done that. I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback it, but uh, because of what they've done, a man lost his life, and I definitely don't see um, what they did as justifiable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, And what kills me in regards to all this is that we've seen the country unite in a way that I haven't seen, honestly, uh, probably, I mean, the, the, it wasn't nearly as united as it was after the September 11 attacks, but it, that's the best way I can think of it. I mean, you had the entire country uh, saying that this was uh, unjustifiable death. I mean, there's no reason why George Floyd should have lost his life. Uh, but you see a lot of people uniting over it. And I can say that the, uh, it, it, you know, it... Shit, it united a lot of movements that are, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think were, had the same goals in mind. And because of that, uh, this is something, you know, it's a rare opportunity that uh, was being wasted in regards to uh, unification in the country. Uh, And then, of course, you started to see some of the shit happen where the rioting, the burning of public or, you know, private property, you know, businesses. And, uh, you know, that's something I just don't condone. I've seen a lot of people compare it uh, to the destruction of uh, tea during the Boston Tea Party. And I will say that I think that is an ill comparison because, uh, you know, in the Tea Party, you know, that was uh, the British British East India Tea Company's tea uh, sanctioned by the Crown. Uh, You know, the, the Crown passed laws to where basically that was the only fucking tea that the colonists could buy because it was, um, you know, any of that tea being sold, you know, benefited the crown. So uh, I don't consider looting a target and stealing shit from it the same as, uh, you know, fucking destroying tea from the Boston Tea Party. Uh, Now, I will say that the, you know, the setting of the fire and and burning of of the precinct, you know... um, Sucks for those guys that works there, but I can totally see that. I can see the justification in that. Uh, you know, it would suck like if you had some of your personal shit in there and it was burnt down. Well, you know, hopefully you knew the shit was coming and you got your shit out of there to begin with. But um, it's something that I can see. Uh, in regards to, you know, there's been numerous shootings of police officers since then. Um, you know, I've seen statistics where. The police, you know, and I can 100% identify with this, is that there are hundreds of thousands of police-citizen interactions a day. And, uh, like, the statistics I saw shows, like, 0.0000-something percent of police interactions are resulting in some sort of excessive abuse or even just reports of excessive abuse. And uh, so that's something that I'm not condoning just because of the fact that you see that a lot of these people uh, are doing stuff, doing good for their community. And because of that, uh, I just don't understand why you would want to uh, 
take somebody's life in regards to that. And people, um, I just don't understand. You know, the perfect example of that is, you know, whenever there's a mass killing and a shooter goes and, you know, shoots up a school or whatever the fuck it may be, uh, you know, we don't want the politicians to collate that shooter to the average lawful abiding gun owner. And that is what everybody's doing is whenever they're condemning the entire police community across the country in regards to, you know, the actions of one or two shitty individuals a year that we know of that's being reported um, that, you know, that we can see. And uh, that's some, some horrible shit. And, you know, I just... And it's even tougher because... Uh, you know, I have a mixed race son. Uh, he's half black, um, and you know, I see the dichotomy of it. I see that a lot of people, um, you know, I, I can see the complaints of people in regards to what they say in regards to the Black Lives Matter uh, and stuff like that. Um, I can see it, and, and it's something that I've lived by in regards to treating everyone the same. Because, um, you know, I've been stereotyped and I've been, uh, you know, had people have their own personal prejudices towards me. Uh, and it's because of, you know, my, and honestly, it's, you know, it's been skin color. I've had literally people tell me, uh, you know, you're not that bad for a white guy in regards to talking to uh, people of color. And, uh, or because of me wearing a badge. You know, people have said, uh, you know, you're different than other cops, uh, shit like that. And I don't know, it's something that we all need to take a look at and look at ourselves uh, as a country. And people can say this is fucking virtue signaling or whatever the fuck it may be. Um, you know, it's just something that I can't do this podcast today without mentioning what's fucking going on in this country because uh, you're seeing uh, numerous armed people going out into these protests. And they are protecting the protesters. They're protecting private business owners. Uh, there's private business owners protecting themselves and their property for what they worked hard for. Um, and it's just, it's a fucking crazy time. And um, it's crazy to think that, you know, I have to raise kids in this environment. You know, you have, I have two young kids. Uh, like I said, one of them's, you know, uh, mixed race. Uh, so it's difficult to see them and, and of course they're not watching the news and fuck I'm honestly mostly not watching the news just because it's fucking depressing um, I found that out in the army that you know if you're going to keep watching the news it's going to be depressing as shit so uh, you know I'm not watching it but there's no fucking way you can deny what's going on in this country so uh, I'm glad to see that the armed citizenry is going and, and protecting protesters. Because uh, not only do I think that is it possible that uh, shitbag you know, police officers will use this as an excuse to harm people, uh, but I also see this as possible, uh, you know, the people, and, and this is something else that, that a lot, I don't see a lot of people talking about, is that I see a lot of fucking uh, rioting, and it's not the Black Lives Matter people. Uh, it honestly looks like fucking uh, white kids 
uh, that you see, uh, you know, from fucking Antifa. And you can say whatever uh, about Antifa. Uh, I personally uh, have my own personal opinions, but you know, if, if you put somebody that is Antifa, and I guess you could say, uh, you know, what they normally look like whenever they do their protest or whatever, that's what it looks like. The people that are actually fucking riding, they look like they uh, are taking advantage of the situation. And this could be Antifa or not, just normal citizens. Um, they're just taking advantage of the situation, and uh, they are using it to further their own agenda, uh, trying to hijack the message from the Black Lives Matter people. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm proud of the gun community and the response that they've done. Uh, it just goes to show why we need to arm citizenry. And even as a law enforcement officer, I'll fucking say, uh, you know, you need a gun because, you know, unfortunately, there's not always going to be law enforcement officers there. Uh, law enforcement is primarily uh, reactionary. Uh, you know, try, you know, law enforcement officers across the country try their best to be proactive. Uh, but, you know, you're never going to see uh, if, a, you know, a bad guy sees a law enforcement officer driving down the street being proactive patrolling. He's not going to decide at that moment to break into a store, he's going to wait until there's nobody around. Uh, so, you know, that that kind of shit. It's, I don't know, it's fucking tough talking about this. And uh, it's tough talking about this and, and trying to put my thoughts into words just because uh, what I've seen and not only just this past couple weeks, but just with the whole, also just, I mean, with the whole coronavirus thing going on, um, to see, you know, the media coverage of both uh, people that wish to reopen the country after the coronavirus, uh, and then see the media reaction in regards to all this, uh, you know, I fucking flat out say I think the media is the enemy in regards to uh, American unity uh, because American unity is not something that's going to sell uh, in the media. It's going to be, uh, you know, whatever uh, unrest or uh, whatever the fuck it may be that will get people to, to, you know, glue their eyes to the fucking TV and say, well, that, damn, that's fucking crazy. It's a shame, especially with 2020. It seems like it, they got to continually be one up on themselves because there's just shit that's presenting itself uh, every day, at least every month, uh, if not every week. Um regards to 2020 so it's it's just absolute fucking insanity in regards to what's going on and uh, I feel as if we need to stay united and not let the people that have used uh, George Floyd's death and the protests that sparked it uh, that have you know his death has sparked to uh, make whatever kind of disunity, rioting, whatever the fuck it may be, and, ah, fuck, it's, it's just tough, it's tough, um, it, it, you know, I, I just, it's, it's shitty, it's all just shitty, and, uh, I think we need to, like I said, take a step back, look at ourselves, and we need to see, uh, where the point is, and, continuing on with our politicians that we have in office and that's not a dig at, at one party or another but we just need to look at whatever uh, the politicians say in regards to George Floyd's death and what their reactions are so uh, fuck I, I don't know if any of that made sense but that's the best I can do in regards to it and 
uh, we shall see. And let's go on and start getting into the news stories in regards to all this because um, not only I, you know, have the politicians have used uh, this particular uh, incident in regards to the coronavirus to uh, trample on our rights, but they're using George Floyd's death and the protest and riots sparked from it to trample on our rights. And we need to, as I said, take a look at our politicians' reactions to what's going on. And we need to hold them accountable by either voting, recalling, whatever we can do uh, before Minecraft starts, basically. Uh, you know, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Because, uh, and I saw an interesting study. That said, every 50 years, some shit happens uh, in the country uh, where there's major unrest. Uh, and if you look, you know, 70s, maybe 60s, uh, you know, we actually had it with the civil rights movement. And then also the major crime waves that we had going on into the, uh, you know, around like New York, Los Angeles, shit like that. Uh, and obviously it's ringing true for 2020 because this motherfucking year, the, the hits just keep on coming. Uh, so with that, let's go on and start getting into our first story. The first story is actually going to come to us from the Detroit News uh, and the title of it. And some of these stories are a little old. Uh, I had some stories saved from uh, the last podcast that we're, I was going to do, but obviously the fucking mic uh, busted. So uh, some of the news might be a little old because this is from May 22nd. Uh, but some of the stories are really good, and I want to continue to show them and give them to you guys. Uh, but this is titled Farms Instructor Host Rally Against Hate. Uh, and basically what this is, a Detroit Farms Instructor and Second Amendment Advocate is planning a rally, uh, obviously, two week, uh, maybe a week or two ago, uh, to protest two high-profile uh, out-of-state shootings and attacks directed at people of color. Uh, this Farms Instructor is Rick Ector. He's owner of Legally Armed of Detroit, and he's organizing blacks and Latinos against racist empowerment. Um, and this is great, and I think this is just another perfect example of how the gun community is being a leader in regards to making sure uh, you know we aren't falling as what the media would like to betray us as, which is uh, you know old white guys that are racist or whatever the fuck it may be. Um, and I think that's important, and we need to continue to lead that, and we need to make sure that our our civil rights aren't used as a ploy or as a tool in regards to gun control activists using these tragedies in our country. Uh, you know, the pandemic, uh, you know, the country being closed, uh, George Floyd's death and the protest and writings that followed it. We don't need to allow them to use uh, what they consider gun owner stereotypes to... Uh, to trample our rights, basically. And you see that now, and I'm wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt just because, uh, you know, there's been numerous uh, fucking reports lately that said uh, white supremacists have hijacked uh, Hawaiian shirts and they are, uh, you know, the Boogaloo movement is a racist uh, movement and that's just fucking horseshit. Uh, you know, I believe that, uh, I guess you could say the Boogaloo movement in the gun community is probably the most inclusive movement in the entire gun community because you see a lot of these people uh, that are you know quote unquote boob boys uh, they are uh, young uh, millennial and Gen Z uh, 
people in the gun community and as we known in other things around uh, you know the country in regards to demographics of different movements those are the most inclusive people you know we don't give a shit if you're gay we don't give a shit if you're a person of color uh, LBGP, you know, LBGTQ whatever the fuck it may be we don't give a shit all we care about uh, is that you are for our civil rights in the second amendment and that you wish to roll back any laws that may be existing that restrict our civil rights and that's something uh, that I think is just horseshit. It is something that, again, I think that the media is trying to stereotype the gun community in a new way to make sure that anybody that may be um, interested in joining the gun community, because and that that's something else uh, that we're going to talk about. But you know, the past three months in regards to uh, fucking gun sales has been absolutely off the fucking rock I mean it's been off the charts it's been the highest gun sales in the recorded history of the Nick system it, there's been more guns sold the last three months than the entire for each month for March April May more guns have been sold in those months than those previous months have ever been recorded so there is going to be a new movement in the gun community of all these new gun owners and a lot of these people, they're going to be, you know, going to the range. They're going to be seeing the the enjoyment of firearm ownership and shooting, and they're going to change their minds politically because they are not going to want to vote for politicians anymore that are going to support gun control because they now have a gun. They realize that their safety is on themselves, and that's why they decided to buy a gun. And I think that is the most important thing that we can have. And I've mentioned this in other episodes in regards to the coronavirus. But now, especially since we have all these people buying guns because they're realizing that law enforcement, and I'm, as I said, as a law enforcement officer, I myself am fucking saying this. Law enforcement is not going to be able to save you every time. There's going to be times that law enforcement can help. There are going to be times that law enforcement can help you, uh, or if something happens to you and you're not bodily injured, you don't have any bodily harm done to you, they will, you know, do their damnedest. I, you know, I will do my damnedest to make sure that that motherfucker goes to jail and he stays in jail so that way he can hurt nobody else, uh, or, uh, you know, damage anybody else's property, where the fuck it may be. And yes, by the way, that is a fucking curly straw because I don't have straws except for curly straws because I have two fucking kids. And this is for those of you watching instead of listening on the podcast. I normally try and sip out of the curly straw because, uh, you know, up until this point doing the audio, uh, if you hear all that fucking ice jingling around, uh, it's a pain in the ass on the, the audio part. But I've been fucking rambling and all that kind of shit, so I am uh, using uh, just fucking drinking straight out of the cup. Anyway, uh, so... That's that's that, and um, fuck, let's just go on to the next story. Next story comes to us from KTLA, uh, and this obviously is Los Angeles, uh, and the title of it is Ammunition Background Checks Lead to Dozens of Firearms Seized Across State, Including Southern California and Recent Operations, and this was published on the 19th of May. And to me, this is just important, uh, because again, it shows, you know, we have uh, many politicians using the uh, pandemic to 
pushed their gun control agenda. And I actually shared Joe Biden's uh, gun control plan on the Facebook page if you follow our Facebook page. So go check out our Facebook page, number 2A Lifestyle. That's 2A Lifestyle uh, on Facebook. And Joe Biden, his plan uh, for gun control is atrocious. It is just an absolute atrocity to our civil rights, our Second Amendment right. And including in that is background checks on all ammunition and every gun, uh, every gun purchase, whether it be private or through an FFL. Uh, and registration does lead to confiscation. And if you are using, and that's something else he wants to register all guns. Uh, so if you are thinking, and I understand, again, not trying to uh, poke fun at one party or the other, but when you're looking at Joe Biden's plans for our Second Amendment, it is to ultimately destroy it. Uh, you know, he's said some dumb shit, and that's something else that we can talk about, is that he said that we need to uh, shoot people in the leg uh, for law enforcement. And I guarantee you, uh, if that's the standard that's going to be held up for law enforcement, it's going to be the standard that's going to be held up for civilians, if not even something more stricter. Um, you know, they're going to want to know why you didn't fire a warning shot. Why didn't you shoot at his feet or shoot over his head or some dumb shit like that. Uh, you know, these gun control advocates, they never think of uh, the big term. And that's what's, that's ultimately what's going to, you know, come down in regards to all this. Um, and that's insanity. Uh, this next story comes to us from Salem News. Uh, and this is published on the 22nd. Uh, out of Cleveland, a 71-year-old man. Uh, was sentenced in the U.S. District Court for two years for probation after pleading guilty, pleading guilty earlier to selling firearms without a license uh, between January of 2013 and July of 2018. Uh, basically, what happened is uh, before uh, he forfeited 40 firearms uh, and before the weapons could be turned over, uh, uh, the government basically stated uh, that nobody was going to come to him. And there wasn't a whole lot in regards to this, but I guarantee you what it is because I've known uh, several instances locally uh, of this is kind of what's happened. Uh, you know, there used to be something uh, here, uh, like a published periodical, where people could sell stuff for free and you just purchase uh, the periodical for like a dollar and it was came out once a week and there was a guy that always had a uh, an ad in there under the sporting goods section of I'll buy all guns that you're wanting to sell. Uh, he said he'll pay more than pawn shop uh, prices. So uh, this joker amassed a shit ton of guns because you had all these people uh, selling him guns that were wanting to get quick cash and he'd maybe give them like 20 to $50 more than what the pawn shop would give them. Uh, and what he was doing is he was reselling them uh, like on gun broker and shit like that. Um, you know, and he was just doing FFL transfers, but he was reselling them, uh, and uh, the local ETF office told him, you know, you can't do that without an FFL. Um, you know, was he, you know, did he have a business? Uh, you know, there's a lot of guns that I buy and that I sell uh, just because I wanted to buy it because uh, I thought it was the coolest thing, and then I started shooting it, and I realized it wasn't that cool, and then I sold it. Uh, you know, I guess intent is the letter of the law in regards to what it is. Um, but, you know, this 70-fucking-one-year-old guy, uh, 71, Jesus, uh, was um, sentenced to two years probation for that. 
the next story, and this is just you know something absolutely fucking stupid. Uh, three busted uh, during illegal target practice at Area Park. Cops find most dangerous guns, uh, and that's the dumbest part. This is published on uh, the 22nd of May as well, and this is from WBRZ. And WBRZ, um, and it says Baker. I don't know, Baker, California, Baker, whatever the fuck. Anyway, these fucking three idiots go to a park, uh, and they start target practicing uh, into the woods of the park. Now these guys, these people are fucking idiots. Uh, not doesn't look like the brightest people uh, that you would normally find. Uh, but they had a, a AR pistol. Uh, they had two AR pistols. Uh, you know, like a 1911, maybe a, a Taurus Slim, uh, and then something else you can't see. Uh, they just described the police there described it as uh, M16 like. So you really, you know, shows it probably is California because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But uh, you know, just goes to show that people are stupid. Don't do dumb shit like this. Uh, go to a proper range and don't use a fucking public park uh, as a target range. It should be simple, but I guess people aren't that smart nowadays. Uh, but uh, Joe Biden already covered that. Uh, and I tell you, this is, you know, a lot of this shit I'm I've been skipping around. I had shit all nicely planned out, but honestly, it just kind of one thing led to the other. Uh, but going to this next story, this was published a little bit more recently on June 7th. Uh, Kansas legislature passes emergency powers legislation protecting the Second Amendment. Uh, and this is great news because, as I stated earlier, and then the next uh, next story as well is going to be talking about it. Uh, a lot of states are using uh, the pandemic and the social unrest in the country uh, to go after our Second Amendment rights, and that's just not fucking cool. It's uh, sliminess at its worst. Uh, but un- but fortunately, people in Kansas, you have this. It's House Bill 2054, uh, and basically it's stating that the governor uh, is not allowed to use emergency powers to seize ammunition or limit the sale of firearms uh, during a declared state of emergency, uh, including for COVID-19. Uh, and this is actually was a bipartisan measure. Uh, so I think that is amazing that it's bipartisan, uh, and you know, of course, I'm sure Democrats probably in Kansas aren't as liberal as Democrats, like say maybe in New York or California. Uh, but just to go to show the fact that the uh, state government there is taking active measures to protect your Second Amendment is is great. Uh, the next story comes to us from Emma Land, uh, and its title is Florida Supreme Court Opinion on Gun Amendment Plus Media Response. This is published on uh, June 7th, uh, but basically what it is is uh, the Florida uh, Supreme Court ruled that the uh, legislature was not allowed to pass uh, sort of a ban on uh, millions of illegally commonly used firearms, basically quote-unquote assault weapons. Um, and of course the media uh, is flipping out about it, saying it's uh, judicial overreach. Uh, shit like that. And of course, it's not judicial overreach. It's just the courts using, uh, you know, protecting the Constitution, which not only is the the United States Constitution, but most uh, fucking uh, states have their own version of the Second Amendment in their own state constitution. Uh, so, you know, good on Florida. If you live in Florida, this is great. And, uh, you know, fucking write a, a great... Um, letter to your Supreme Court justice protecting your 
uh, constitutional rights and for doing what they're supposed to. This next article comes to us from Recoil, and this is something that's interesting if you haven't noticed. Uh, Sig Sauer uh, is shuttering their doors in Germany, and uh, kind of surprise, surprise, not really, because Sig uh, Germany, their gun laws are just fucking out of this, you know, realm. They are stating, you know, just it's way more intrusive uh, because there's no constitutional right to own and bear arms in uh, Germany. So this kind of shit is just showing the economic impact because who knows how many jobs. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, it says right here, approximately 130 employees will be laid off. Uh, so you have 130 Germans losing their jobs during a pandemic, which, uh, you know, Germany is being affected as well as with everywhere across the, the nation. Uh, they're being affected in regards to this, and uh, because of their gun control laws, Six Hour is deciding to basically shut its German uh, division and just basically going on to uh, the uh, American side of it, I guess, in regards to it. All right, this next one comes to us from guns.com, and it was published on the 3rd. Uh, the title of it is Florida City Bans Guns, Ammo, Sighting Disorders. The West Palm Beach mayor this weekend declared a state of local emergency that banned the sale of guns and ammo in the city due to the risk of public disorders. Uh, I'm sure that this is going to be shot down because the people of the Farms Policy Coalition uh, are great in what they do, and they will not allow this to stand. Uh, but basically, in April... Uh, Florida Governor Rick DeSantis issued an executive order that exempted all firearm and ammunition product uh, manufacturers, retailers, distributors, importers, and shooting ranges in the state from stay-at-home orders. Uh, but uh, this West Palm Beach mayor decided, you know what, I, fuck it, I'm just going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to say that the sale of firearms and ammunition is outlawed during this public disorder. Bullshit. And I'm sure this will get shot down. Uh, this next one uh, is about the NYX check, as we stated. Uh, now for May, and this is the third month in a row, uh, the highest figures ever recorded for NYX checks. Uh, so there are more and more people buying firearms than ever before. And that's because of all of the uncertainty with the pandemic and the social unrest in the country. And I believe that's great. Uh, let's go on and go into the next story because we already discussed that. Uh, this comes to us from the Firearms blog, uh, and this was posted today. But American Outdoor Brand moves to split with Smith & Wesson. Uh, last November, it was reported that American Outdoors would be splitting from Smith & Wesson. Uh, and in June, uh, on the 1st, American Outdoors Brands announced uh, substantive new strides uh, to end this with a name and stock ticker symbol change. So they are going forward with that. I honestly think this could be good for Smith & Wesson. Uh, it will definitely be, uh, you know, see what happens with that. But I honestly think American Outdoor Brands, uh, you know, it, it's a big company. They own a lot of different other um, stuff in regards to, uh, you know, guns, you know, gun-related stuff. Uh, but Smith & Wesson has just been killing it. And I think, you know, like with anything, the more uh, structure you have to go through for new ideas and whatever the fuck it may be, uh, it's just going to be harder for to do shit. 
So I think this is good for Smith & Wesson. I definitely am looking forward to see what comes to them in the future. And the last big, uh, the last story we're going to have for our main segment, it's kind of a fun story. This comes to us from guns.com. This was published on the 29th. And basically what it is is this gentleman made the world's biggest Texas star target. And if you don't know what a Texas star target is, it's basically a target uh, with five fingers kind of sticking out of it that looks like a star. Yeah, each uh, finger holds a target. Uh, and when you shoot it, it fall, you know, the, the target pops off and then the target spins because uh, the weight distribution is done, you know, different now since it's lost uh, a target on the end of it. Uh, and this guy, he has built one that is 24 feet high. Uh, and <laughs> obviously this guy has just been a little bored during the pandemic. Um, and he decided to, you know, make some, some fun, stupid kind of shit. It's fucking crazy looking. Uh, and I think it's pretty cool. Uh, he actually um, did it. Go look it up. Guns.com. Uh, world's largest Texas star. And with that, that's going to close out our main segment. And before we go on into the gun gear news and reviews, uh, I want to talk about our sponsor, Cold War Concealment. Uh, again, as I stated earlier, we were supposed to have Cliff on here, but we were having some technical difficulties. Uh, Cold War Concealment is now making outside the waistband holsters. Uh, I'm going to be talking about it a little bit later. This is what it looks like. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, but they are now making outside the waistband holsters. Uh, they are great holsters. We've done reviews on some of their inside the waistband holsters. We're going to be doing a review for this outside the waistband holster here once we uh, get into the next segment. And please go check out Cold War Concealment. Uh, helping out and purchasing from our sponsors is the best way that you can also support the show uh, just as besides becoming Patreon or uh, liking, subscribing, and following us on our uh, podcast streaming or wherever you're listening to this uh, or on our social media. And I think it's, uh, you know, Cliff makes great products, uh, great prices. You're not going to be, you know, spending an arm and a leg when you're, you know, just make, you know, getting a Kydex holster. Uh, and it's great. So go check out Cold War Concealment. Uh, either he's on Facebook or Instagram uh, or check out coldworkconcealment.com. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our gun gear news and reviews. Uh, before we start getting into reviews, let's start getting into some news that has uh, come out lately. Uh, Springfield Army releases Vickers Tactical Masterclass in 1911. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Vickers went with Springfield. Um, you know, I'm surprised maybe they didn't go with a higher end. Uh, and Springfield does make good 1911s. It's hard to fuck up a 1911. Uh, this retails at basically $1,500. Uh, it weighs 41.5 ounces and the overall length is 8.6 ounces. Uh, it's going to come with two eight round Vickers Duty magazines. Uh, it's also got some really nice rugged, rugged green grips. 
uh, also featuring G10, and it's emboldened with the Vickers Tactical logo. So uh, that comes to us from Tactical Life, uh, and it was published on June the 8th, so go check that out. Uh, if you're interested in 1911, that's around $1,500. Uh, something else that came out that I think is a little ridiculous. Uh, FN has released a, a 509 compact tactical pistol that is now available with 24 round magazines. I don't fucking understand it. Uh, if I'm going to buy a compact gun, I'm going to make sure that motherfucker is compact when I'm carrying it. Uh, but since they're adding a 24 round magazine, I mean this thing is sticking out. Uh, is just I mean the same amount of length from. Uh, the top of the slide to the bottom of the grip uh, will double that once you add this magazine in there. Um, you know, I guess FN is just doing it to, to flex on some pores. Fuck, I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, that is on that. This next one comes to us uh, from Gat Daily. It's Safari Land's Range Backpack. It's a better way to carry gear. Now, this is something that Safari Land actually released. I want to say. Uh, I think it was last year uh, at SHOT Show is when I saw it. I'm a huge uh, fan of backpacks. Uh, you know, carry one around with me all the time for work and personal use in my Jeep. Uh, so that way I can just carry, you know, whatever I normally keep. I wouldn't leave it in the Jeep. Because, you know, it's fucking easier to break into my Jeep because it's soft top. Um, but I like to carry around backpacks. Uh, it's just an easier way to carry shit. Uh, and this is actually was a good looking backpack. Now the only thing is, uh, because it is Safariland, it's kind of got that Safariland price to it. Uh, but I mean, it holds a lot of shit. It actually comes with a rain cover on top. Uh, it's got some uh, some extra loops on there that are um, buckles that you can add like a gun belt to. Uh, it's got a nice little Velcro uh, patch, you know, bit on the front that you can stick your patches on. Um, it's also got a pretty neat looking little uh, zipper on top for your uh, you know, range glasses, whatever the fuck it may be. Uh, it's also got some things on the side that you can stick some targets on. Uh, now, the MSRP, you're looking at 195 So, like I said, you are going to pay that Safari Land price, uh, but it's pretty neat. Um, I'm sure you'll probably be able to find it eventually, maybe around like 150 uh, which kind of puts it in line with other range packs that I've seen that are backpacks. Uh, and let's go on into the next product is the new low profile adjustable gas block from Air Precision. Um, this thing is pretty sweet looking. Uh, Air Precision, um, it used to be the beginning of not poor uh, AR-15 quality shit, uh, but now you start looking at other stuff uh, that is being made. A lot of people are saying, you know, Air is still kind of for the pores, uh, but Air makes good stuff. Um, and I wish they would have uh, had this ready to sell. Uh, earlier this year because I just bought a bunch of shit and I'm slowly still building a uh, AR-15 as it is but I got their old version of their uh, low profile gas block for my AR-15 that I purchased um, so this is uh, super slim under free float hair, uh, air hand guards fuck I don't know why I can't say that um, it's got an adjustment screw held in place by a spring and detent it's custom machine stainless steel uh, provides 15 gas adjustment settings um, Carbon fouling is channeled to a sacrificial chamber to help prevent carbon locking, uh, which is nice. Uh, and also, uh, right now it's just in uh, the 0.75 gas block journal, uh, but the 0 0.625, 0 0.875, and the 0.936 are coming soon. Um, and I don't see a MSRP on this, uh, but knowing Arrow, it's probably going to be 
uh, if I had to guess, maybe around like 50 to 80 bucks, maybe a little less. But normally, uh, when shit comes out brand new, you know, they always like to, to go a little bit higher on that. But let's go ahead and start getting into the main product that I'm reviewing. And this is going to be, well, shit, didn't mean to hit that. But this is going to be the new outside the waistband holster from Cold War Concealment. As you can see, uh, this is Hawaiian print. Cliff, thank you so much for making that fine detail. Uh, as I love uh, the Hawaiian print shit just because I think it's fun. And honestly, guys, I'll tell you this. I fucking wore Hawaiian print shit before it became popular in the gun community uh, just because I like button-down shirts and it's hot as shit here in Alabama. And I don't like uh, to be hot. I don't like to sweat too much. So Hawaiian print shirts are normally uh, good breathable material. This shirt's actually stretchy um, and it's uh, breathable material so it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, in the heat. Uh, this particular holster, if you go from Cold War Concealment, uh, you can get uh, the normal, uh, like the normal lock uh, for uh, outside the waistband holsters, paddles. Uh, but this one, I had him do uh, the Safari Lane QLS, which it is uh, works great. Uh, all my holsters that I have now, uh, I use uh, the QLS system just because it's so easy uh, to snap from just a normal. Uh, like belt uh, slide uh, that you would normally wear uh, to like a battle belt system uh, or a vest. Uh, so all my holsters I have QLS on them already uh, like my Safari Land holsters uh, that I normally carry um, but you can get it in other stuff and also something that I didn't notice and this is something that you can uh, do when you order your uh, holsters and it just kind of makes it fucking cool this is something uh, nice little thing is that it's got the different colors in the uh, rings around the um, the screws uh, and I thought whenever I ordered it uh, or you know Cliff sent and Cliff sent it to me that it was going to be um, you know just like one color but no actually it had two different colors so if I wanted to change the color I could I just thought that was a, a a nice little uh, uh, you know extra thing that uh, Cliff did um, and again like this isn't too expensive uh, now we'll be upfront and say that this was uh, given to me by Cliff uh, from Cold War Concealment he is a sponsor um, but I am actually going to be ordering uh, new stuff from Cliff this fits the SIG 320 uh, optic cut suppressor heights uh, suppressor height sights uh, adjust you know for fit for the the um, the holster, uh, but I'm going to be ordering my own using my own fucking money. I'm going to be buying uh, new holsters uh, from Cliff for uh, make get the uh, matching inside the waistband holster for the Sig uh, for my M&P and for my Glock, just because those are the three main weapons that I use. Depending on uh, what it may be for training, for competition, for duty use, uh, those are my three main guns, and I train with them all. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be ordering from Cliff. Uh, but go check out Cold War Concealment. Uh, this is a, a great fucking holster. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our culture segment and start wrapping this shit up. I'm on a beach with my feet up. Everybody say I'm switching, now I'm speaking up. I just turn my speakers up. Hmm. I, I just turn my speakers up. 
Well, in our culture segment today, we're obviously going to be going again from IMFDB, which is where we get most of our stuff from uh, in regards to weapons in media, in movies, books, whatever the fuck it may be. And this movie that we're actually going to be talking about today, I just watched again recently uh, in regards to it being on Netflix. So you can go check this out on Netflix. Uh, and it is Observe and Report. Uh, this was, you know, a pretty kind of funny, raunchy uh, movie. Uh, there were some guns in there, but it's just a funny movie, and I think with all the shit that's been going on, I think we need a little bit of a laugh. Uh, but the handguns and used in it, there's, you know, again, not too many, pretty easy. Uh, Colt Anaconda, Glock 17, uh, Beretta 92FS, and a Smith & Wesson 6906. Uh, and then you start having, this is what I thought was pretty cool, you have an arm cell striker. Uh, which is a drum-fed 12-gauge magazine, and then you also had a Steyr AUG along with the Norinco Type 84S. And then, besides guns, they had an X-26 laser in there. Uh, if you haven't seen, it's got Seth Rogen in it, uh, the same guy that created Eastbound and Down. Uh, he is in it as well. Uh, Jody Hill, uh, and also the same guy from Eastbound and Down, or, uh, from uh, fucking, whatchamacallit, damn... Uh, Fuck. I, anyway, I can't remember. Any uh, Like, Vice Principals and, and that guy. Uh, he was also in uh, the movie Pineapple Express with Seth Rogen. Uh, he's in there as well. It's a very funny movie. Go check it out. And with that, let's start wrapping up the show. Look, you poppin' like a giant, he just four five. Told him hit him in the leg and make them niggas your size. These niggas gon' end up there, they keep on playing both sides. These niggas gon' end up there, they keep on playing both sides. They gon' need a lot of black suits, a bunch of bow ties. They gon' need a lot of black suits, a bunch of bow ties. I made it from the streets, it ain't no mercy on these streets. It's hot as mercury, these boys are murky on these streets. Well, I greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of 2A Lifestyle. And if you are watching this, I greatly appreciate you watching my first live not it's live I was trying to do live but shit was just wasn't happening for me but I greatly appreciate you um, watching me uh, this is my fucking ugly face uh, you know I'm gonna try and start doing video podcasts as well from now on uh, we're gonna try and start getting some more people on try and get Cliff back on so that way he can talk about his outside the waistband holsters uh, and all the shit that he's gonna do with them and the future of Cold War Concealment. Uh, we're also going to try and start doing it live from Facebook and from YouTube. So if you haven't already, check out our Facebook at the number 2A Lifestyle. It's 2A Lifestyle. Uh, YouTube, number 2A Lifestyle. Uh, TikTok and Instagram, 2 is spelled out, T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Check us out there. Uh, and we're going to try and start doing some live shows from now on. Uh, but once I get all this shit figured out, I am not a tech-savvy person. Uh, so it has been a pain in the ass uh, trying to get all this shit set up all at once. But uh, appreciate you listening to another 2A Lifestyle. Also, go check out our Patreon account. Uh, if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, uh, hit us up on Patreon. Uh, give us $1 a month. Whatever it, whatever you give, it helps us out greatly. Uh, and then also, if you're a business, check out uh, 2A Lifestyle and becoming a sponsor. Uh, Cold War Concealment. Cliff, he was just a listener. And uh, he got, you know involved and became a sponsor. I greatly appreciate Cliff and Cold War Concealment and everything that they're doing for the show. So if you want to become a sponsor of 2A Lifestyle, reach out to us on social media or to the number 2A Lifestyle at mail.com. And until then, gents and ladies, go ahead and enjoy that 2A Lifestyle. Stay safe uh, and catch us again in another two weeks. We'll smile in front of all the 